Hello, hello. This is JJ DiGeronimo, and I have a great group of women here today. I'm super excited to introduce you to Lisa Lansing. She is somebody that I met through a friend of mine that said, you must, must meet her. She actually is somebody that I've worked with. So I just want to say a call out to Leslie that connected us. But Lisa's gifts are amazing. And I spent a couple hours with her last week, and I'm super excited to bring her to you today. So hello, Lisa. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm going to get right into it because I feel like we definitely want to talk about how your gifts manifested for you and maybe some of the work that you're doing now. But before we do, I see that you talk about in your bio being a shaman. So could you talk a little bit about what that is for people who might have never heard the word or maybe have heard the word, but don't really understand it? Sure. So the word shaman is actually a borrowed word and we use it in the English language and it denotes a medicine woman, a medicine man, or a healer. And in, in, old days, you had more earth-based traditions and we didn't have doctors. We didn't have allopathic medicine. So if you had anything at all from a psychological issue to a physical issue, you would go seek your shaman or your healer, your medicine woman. And Mm -hmm. so that's where the the word originates. And is that something that's self-defined or do people have to follow a certain path? So how does that come about? Well, in my case, we go on a journey around the medicine wheel and the medicine wheel is a map and you follow the map through each direction and you go through massive transformation, your own personal healing and some trials and tribulations along the way. And then when you finish, you come out of it with new skills that you're um, able to help other people. Mm. So it's a process. Yeah. And do you find that the medicine wheel is something that people know about, or is it something that you've discovered? Like, tell me a little bit about this medicine wheel. Well, it's interesting because in the Americas, you'll find the medicine wheel, North and South and Central America and the indigenous groups, and they all have slightly different medicine wheels, maybe different colors are associated with the directions, different elements. So you see the medicine wheel really in earth-based traditions, but even in, in ancient Buddhism, they have the medicine wheel as well. So every tradition has its own medicine path. And I was lucky enough to find a tradition from the ancient Andes of Peru. And I went through a program and it was several years, and now I'm in my advanced studies, which is a three-year program. And um, I've been around the medicine wheel learning um, how to not only become my own healer for my own being, but then how to then help others. And I don't think a lot of people know about the medicine wheel. I think a lot of people think it's like an ornament you hang on your tree or right put on your window, but it actually signifies a journey, a path. Mm. Well, I love this because I did not know about the medicine wheel and I'm seeking along everyone else listening. I'm always trying to educate myself on what is out there. So, you know, I'm sure you didn't just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm going to learn this medicine wheel. Right. You're right. I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I essentially, you know, when I was 24 years ago, I gave birth to the most beautiful baby girl and she only lived for three months and she died of a rare metabolic rest in peace. 
a rare metabolic disorder. And, um, you know, it was devastating. And I was already dappling in the world of energy at that stage. I had already been doing card readings, doing Oracle cards, things like that for a long time. As a child, I had fairy friends and, and I had different spirits who would come and talk to me. And, and I was always told that I had a wild imagination. And so I never really talked up, talked any of those experiences up to much until later. And my daughter died. And I thought to myself, this can't be it. This incredible relationship. I, this can't be it. She's gone. And I spent several years really sad thinking that I had sort of been moving through my grief only to discover that I was actually really stagnant in my grief. And I found, I worked with different therapists and grief counselors and went through, you know, did the whole thing felt pretty good, but still there was something really sad and missing in my life. And when I found energy medicine, I discovered that my daughter's spirit was with me. And I couldn't understand why whenever I did a mediumship reading, they could never pick up on my daughter and only to discover, wow, no, she's with me. And that led me into the world of understanding more about energy medicine. How, how can I understand more and more about energy medicine? And I just kept going to these different, having different teachers. And one day I said to the universe, you know, who is my next teacher? And that led me to uh, an organization called The Four Winds. And I saw some intro videos of what some of these medicine people did, and they were using rattles and feathers. And I was like, ah! And it really excited me. And I entered the program, and it changed my life. And, you know, by then, I had already started, you know, I was a Reiki master, and when I got into Reiki, I got into crystals. So then I studied crystal therapy and I'm a crystal healer and I lead meditations with crystals. I love crystals. So one thing was just kind of leading me to the next. And it was through the death of my daughter and that ongoing search for something meaningful, my connection with her that led me to shamanism. That is so beautiful. And I mean, just... Oh, it's just hard to even imagine as a mother to lose a child so early, but the fact that you've connected with her in a different way is so powerful because I feel like so many get lost in the fact that this is it. Right. That this is it. I agree. And I was lost in that as well for many years, but I just didn't believe it. I knew some there was something else and today my daughter, her name was Ella. She is one of my spirit guides. She comes to me in all of my readings. And um, through past life regression, I found that we've had several past lives together. And we were very, very close in past lives. And not as mother-daughter, but as uh, colleagues and best friends. And we were healers together in a past life. So it's really fabulous. It's almost like she wanted to remind you that she's available to you. So she showed up for you in such a real human way so that you would remember that she was on the other side. I think that's precisely what happened. I think she, you know, I think I was, I was supposed to come on this life journey and do um, healing. And I think that she came to remind me of the depth of my love, the depth of the power of love. And 
that love really is the most powerful healing force on the planet. And she came to remind me of that. Mm -hmm. And um, it was in a really powerful, powerful way. And, and I'm so grateful. And every time she comes to any of my readings, she, it's always about love and light, whatever her message is for whomever I'm working with. It's always a love or a light message. Yeah. Wonderful. That is so beautiful. And when I saw you just last week, you're letting go of something that I think is hard for women to do when they're called for something bigger, yet they've been doing other things as a human. Like, can you talk a little bit about like the release of things to really step into this work? Yeah, I think that that's probably one of the hardest parts to the journey. And in shamanism, we call it having a back door. And as long as you have a back door, you don't walk through the front door because you're always thinking, well, I've got the back door. And so a back door is really, um, for me, it's my current line of work. And I became a movement educator about 30 years ago. Um, Actually, that's not true. About 25 years, it was right around the time my daughter died. I, st- I got into studying Pilates and then later something called gyrotonic. I'm a master teacher and have been now for many years. And there's some parts to the technique that are just fabulous. You know, it's energy-based movement. Like how do you send energy through your limbs? And I loved learning about it, but it didn't provide for me the healing that I was seeking for myself and for my clients. Clients who would come in with these issues, and I knew that I couldn't help them with the modality that I was using. But for me, I kept hanging on to it because it was my bread and butter. And I have a son who's in college. I pay for his education. I, his life in Chicago was because of mom, right? So I didn't want to uh, close that door. But the universe works in surprising ways, and my building's getting torn down. And the, um, my lease is up the end of 24. So the universe just made it happen for me. The universe said, nope, you're going to be done. Mm. So, and it is difficult to leave that behind, but not really. It's only, yeah, it's only difficult in, okay, I used to do that. But now I'm so focused on this journey and being able to, help people just maybe even the smallest bit in their hearts feel more open, warm, and a sense that life isn't awful and that there's hope. And, and that's really what I try to bring to people in a different way. So, well, I love it. I will tell you, I can feel your energy right now. I'm just, I was crazy before we got on this call. And now that you've been talking, you have such a sense of peace to just like my whole energy is like, okay, Zen. Zen. So I obviously want to talk about some of the work you do, because for me, I've been with many different energy practitioners for years now, and each one, I'm always amazed by their connection and the gifts that they bring. Uh, But I have to say that I love, really love your offering and what you share, because it's so multidimensional that I feel like you could get a little bit from a lot of different things. And so I want to talk a little bit about the work you're doing now. 
I will sprinkle and say that at some point we need to talk about the Palladians at a later time because I'm coming back for that. But that's not what we talked about last week, but it's something that I definitely want to connect to at a later time. So I want to just put it out there to make sure it's it becomes so. Um, but talk a little bit about your approach and sort of how you work with people and how you've integrated modalities that you've collected along the way. Well, thank you for the question. Um, first of all, I work in a, a beautiful space. It's really important to me that my space is clear. I always clear it and that I always work with flowers. I'm also a flower healer and I really believe in the beauty and the power of flowers. So the first thing I do is create a sacred space and then I call in some really incredible spirit animals for every session. I call in a serpent, a jaguar, a hummingbird, and an eagle. And each one of those animals brings a variety of protection and beauty into the space. And then I have a one-on-one conversation with the client. As you remember, we talk a little and Sometimes people don't know what they want to work on. They feel stuck, but they're not really sure how. And so in that case, I usually take out some small little crystals and I've combined lithomancy from crystal healing with stone tossing from shamanism. And I'll have the client blow into the stones and I shake it up. We toss the stones and where they land gives me an indication of sort of what is... Um, troubling them and what is not troubling them what's easy for them to ascend to and what's pulling on them and keeping them from ascending and then I look at past present and where they're going in the future and that doing that little stone toss at the beginning sort of helps solidify our ceremony and then we try to identify something some kind of blockage that we're trying to clear and then they'll get down on a massage table and that's when I start to do my magic. But the, the, the very cool thing is that I have a healing mesa that I take with me wherever I go. And this mesa has crystals that represent my medicine path. So I have crystals from the south and from the west and et cetera. And every client gets to pick a crystal and they work with the power of that Kuya is what we call it. And so I love this part of shamanism, at least the breed of shamanism that I'm into. And that is that there's a little crystal magic that's incorporated in this really ancient technique, which I just think is so fabulous. And so the crystal will act as a magnet and it will start to draw the energy out of the energy body and the field. And as shamans, that's a really important part is that we don't work. It's not talk therapy. There might be a little talk therapy to ignite the energy. So it's in immediately in your field. But otherwise, I work entirely on your energy body and I clear all of that energy out. And then I illuminate you with beautiful new energy coming in from the universe. I channel it into you. And for most people, they feel immediate transformation, but some people it can take up to a month, a full moon cycle before they start to realize, you know, I remember one time I worked with this woman and we got done. She was like, I don't feel any different. And a month later, I was like, how are you doing with your, you know, your issue? She was like, oh, I don't even think about that anymore. 
that's done. Yeah. So sometimes it takes a little time for you to realize like, oh, I've really made progress and healed. Mm, well, well, I'll tell you that that is exactly where I am. I feel like I wasn't really sure what to expect when I, but when I'm called to meet with people and I get those messages through other people that going and meeting with you was just really a transformation for me. And so I'm so excited to share your work and your journey and, and how you have taken every bit, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the just the, the connection with your daughter and really created a path for yourself that is so magical and so healing for so many other people. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, um, you know, I, the thing that was so special about our time together is that we went into soul retrieval. And what a lot of people don't recognize is that when you go through something traumatic in your life, there's this tiny little splinter of your soul that leaves you. And it's this part of you that never went through the trauma. So it's filled with grace and beauty. And the idea is to reconcile the soul with the lost soul part. And that helps create more of a comprehensive healing for the soul. And the way that shamans work is that, you know, once you have your symptoms, it's harder to heal. So what shamans do is they try to take the trauma that you experienced, clear it out so that later you don't have kidney cancer, so that you don't develop. Because in every chakra, trauma will resonate in your field and it will try to pick a chakra to resonate with. And all of our chakras have different frequency and the trauma will vibrate. It will come into your energy center and it will usually land in an endocrine gland first. And then from there, it could migrate into different organs and create pathology. So the idea in shamanism is to get all of that stuff released so that later when you're in your 60s and 70s, you're not dealing with the repercussions of trauma from childhood or later. That makes a ton of sense. And I feel like anyone listening, you know, you you know, you're going through trauma or holding trauma or just feel like you're just need like a reboot in a lot of ways, having these sessions with energy practitioners to just ground your energy, clear out your energy, create more room for love and light. It's just a self, it's a self approach to healing before, you know, things come forward for you that might change the way you're living. And I just love that approach to really thinking about doing it now. Yeah. Preventative. Mm. Well, we will include all of your links, uh, not only in the session, but also in together we seek that online. I know you're going to have a profile that people can reach out to you directly but I just want to see, is there anything that you want to share with us or something that's coming up for you that you want to share? Sure. I'd like to share. In in about 10 days, I'm leaving for uh, Mount Shasta. I will be participating in a two-day ceremony with the Caro shamans from Peru. They were the shamans who were able to hide successfully for 500 years after the conquistadors came. So their culture was entirely intact. They um, are incredibly powerful spiritual healers. And because they you know, live in the Andes, they believe in the power of mountains. And they have these blessings and prayers that they create for Mother Earth. So I'll be 
participating in a two-day ceremony in Mount Shasta. And then it's really exciting. And it's um, from there, I will fly into Santa Fe where I'll meet my brother for his birthday. And then I drive to Amarillo, Texas, where I'm participating in a shaman event called the Sacred Naming Ceremony, where people go to get their sacred spirit name. And this year I'll be on the fire team, helping clear the earth and getting the fire ceremony prepared. Very exciting. It sounds so magical. I want to be a, I want to fly with you. Little fairy come along with you. And the naming ceremony is open to anybody. You don't have to be a shaman or, you know, a energy medicine person. You could just be, you know, Carol who lives next door and you're interested in this kind of thing and you could get a sacred name. It's really beautiful. Mm. Well, Lisa, I love that. And I hope you'll keep us posted. I hope you'll post your online Mm -hmm. events and the ways that you're pulling different people together inside the community. So people can stay abreast of your, the ways you're bringing people together, because I really do believe in the work that you're doing. And I look forward to continuing to participate in it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I will do that. Great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. 